title of this podcast is Lost and Fallen Away from God. Now, I would really love to have this conversation personally with you, with each one that would listen, because this is a topic that we could talk about for a long time. So I'm hoping that people will tune into this that feel like they're not right with God, or maybe they feel like God doesn't love them or or maybe they feel like they've committed the unpardonable sin and they can never be forgiven. Well, I want to share with you right now, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you've not committed the unpardonable sin because if you did, you wouldn't want to listen to this. You wouldn't have no desire to get right with God. And so, you know, there's many reasons, first of all, that people fall away from God. Well, maybe people are just lost. They've never accepted Jesus. Well, you know what? The Lord is looking for you. He loves you. Or or maybe someone had a bad experience with church and they said, well, if that's what God is like, then I want nothing to do with God. Or maybe something bad happened to them in the, or they're suffering with something and they think that if there was a God in heaven, why is he allowing the suffering? Well, First of all, when sin came into the world, so did suffering. But also when God made the world, he made the world with free choice, which means that bad things can happen to good people. And so someone around you could make a choice to do something. And as a result, you could get hurt from their bad choices. Now, I want to say something. If you're lost and fallen away from God and that's how you feel, The first thing I want you to know is that, number one, God loves you. Number two, you're not really lost because God knows exactly where you're at. He knows where you live. He knows what you're struggling with. And I want to, if I could leave you with anything, I'd like you to know that he loves you. In uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says that we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, therefore be reconciled to God. And so I really felt, and even today at 4.30 in the morning, the Lord got me up and I was praying about this specific message. I was praying about the people that would listen to this podcast, you know, and maybe, maybe you've just suffered many disappointments in life and you've just given up. Well, don't give up. You know, the bad things that happen in the world, uh, people have free choice, so things happen. But in John 10, 10, it says, The thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So the thief is Satan. He's the one behind all the death and destruction. He's the one behind all the racism. He's the one behind it all. You know, it's not a racism problem. It's a heart problem. It's a problem of the heart. If people's hearts were cleansed from iniquity and sins, people would be different. And so, anyways, I don't know why you've fallen away from God, and I don't know why that uh, you're away from him, but the Bible says in John 6, 37, that anyone who comes to me, he said, I will no wise cast out. So if you decide to come back to the Lord today, God is waiting for you. You know, after all, he said in uh, Luke 5.32, these are the words of Jesus, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you look at the life of Jesus, he didn't spend all his time in the synagogue. 
He didn't spend all his time in church. He spent all of his time with those that were lost and away from him. Those that were what he what the other word people would call sinners, and probably in the society then they would call the the people that Jesus reached out to were like the dregs of society. And he went out, and you know what he did? He spent time with them. He loved them. You know, the interesting thing about this is that when they came to him and accepted him as Messiah, he freed them up, he healed them up, he set them free, and then he did an amazing thing. He made them a part of his ministry team. Now, I think that's totally amazing. You know what? It's um, When I was growing up, I heard a lot of sermons on hell. Now, is hell real? Absolutely. And you don't want to go there, but you know what? It wasn't the fear of hell that brought me to repentance, but it was the love of God that relentlessly pursued me. You know, Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? You know, God is so patient and kind. Jesus is so patient, so patient. He is incredible. So when we think that we've sinned so much, we can never come back to him. That's nothing but a lie from Satan. Jesus is continually waiting for us to come back so he can continue to help us. Sometimes it takes a while to get the victory over things. Maybe you feel like you've fallen away from God because you've fallen into some sinful habits or you have some addictions you're dealing with. Listen, don't give up. Come back. Keep coming to God. Ask him to help you. You know, I met, I accepted Christ when I was seven. And then at the age of 12, I had like a face-to-face encounter with Jesus Christ, which might be another podcast. But then uh, as I was young, God began to call me. He began, I began to know that he wanted me to work for him. And then at age 19, I got another idea. I thought God had definitely picked the wrong person. So I spent five years running from God. And everywhere I ran, I tried to run from him. But instead, I just run into him everywhere I went. Wow. And then I had a grandma. And, you know, sometimes she was really irritating because she had a rocking chair and a big Bible. And all she did was pray for me day and night, day and night. Pray, pray, pray. And then she would tell me about Jesus. And there was even a time in a big cat meeting service where she drug me to an altar to try to get me saved and back right with God. Of course, that never worked. But, you know, I got pretty mad at grandma. That made me sit in the back of church from then on. But, you know, now I'm thankful for Grandma because I knew her heart. Her heart was she wanted me to come back from to God. She knew that I had fallen away. And boy, oh boy, it was, was going to be her last mission to get Gail back right with God. And she was praying me into the kingdom. And you know what? I'm um, really thankful for that. So in 1984, I rededicated my life to Jesus Christ. In 1985, I was baptized and had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, which was really, really, really incredible. I want to start off by saying this to you. You are important to Jesus. You might not think so, but there is no sin you've committed. There's nothing you've done that God can't forgive you. Now, that doesn't mean there might not be some consequences that you have to face 
once you come back to God. But he says in Isaiah 118, come now, let us settle the matter. Let us reason together. Some translations say, says the Lord, though your sins be like scarlet, they shall be white like snow. Though they be red as crimson, they shall be white as wool. You know what? There's nothing you've done that God cannot cleanse that sin away. There's absolutely nothing or no sin that if you're honest and you come to God, that God can't forgive you, cleanse you, and take that sin away. You know what? Jesus went looking for people um, when he was on earth that were rejected by the religious community. He chose the ones that everybody else rejected. And he shared his life with them. And they come to believe in him. And then he forgave them of their sin and set their feet on solid rock. And you know what? Because of all he had forgiven them for, they loved him much. So you know what? I want to take a look at some of these people in the Bible that Jesus uh, had a chance to share his life with that other people rejected. The first account is in John chapter 8, verses 1 and 11. You know what? I'm not going to read all these scriptures word for word. It would just take forever. But it's really important here to read to go back and look at this because the Pharisees caught a woman in the very act of adultery. Now, I never could figure out why the man wasn't drug in too but it was just a woman. She was caught in the act of adultery and they brought her to Jesus. They were hoping to trap him and they threw this woman at his feet and they said, this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. The law of Moses says she's to be stoned. What do you say, Jesus? I love the Lord. He bent down and he wrote in the dirt. I don't know what he was doing. Maybe he was writing the names of their girlfriends. I don't know what Jesus was doing. But then he looked up at him and he said, You who are without sin, you cast the first stone. And one by one, they all went away. And then he looked at the woman and said, This is so powerful. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus declares. Go and leave your life of sin. And that woman got up and she went her way forgiven. But Jesus told her to leave her life of sin. And then there's another story in the Bible. I love this story. There was a man named Zacchaeus in Luke 19, verse 1 through 10. He was the chief tax collector. He also was quite a swindler. And he had cheated people out of a lot of money. So he was known as a sinner. And so he heard Jesus was coming to town. And he was like, man, I need to go get to see Jesus. So what he did, because he was a short little man, he knew where Jesus was going to be walking by. So he climbed up in a sycamore tree in hopes to see Jesus. Listen to this. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. He came down at once and welcomed him gladly. <laughs> I love this. Listen to this. All the people saw this and began to mutter. He has gone to the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And I, 
and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. Now listen to Jesus. Jesus said to him, Today has salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Man, I love Ozacchaeus. The man, he had an encounter. You know, when you have an encounter with Jesus, the Son of God, you know what? Your life is going to be changed. Now, many people fall away from God because they don't like religion. You know, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is amazing. Then there's the story of the village woman that came into Simon's house. I love this. You know, when Jesus went to Simon's house, uh, went to a house to eat, it was custom that uh, the, the, the host would wash your feet and give you a kiss of greeting. That was just normal, normal courtesy. But in this case, when Jesus went to Simon's house, he didn't wash his feet. He didn't give him a kiss of greeting. He just set him at the table. So when they're having their nice meal in a religious atmosphere, this woman heard that Jesus was at Simon's house. She was a village woman, the Bible calls her. She had lived a life of sin. Basically, she was a prostitute. And she came into the house, and she was carrying an alabaster box full of spikenard perfume. This was worth a year's wages. And she went to the feet of Christ, and Simon was like disgusted. And he thought in his mind, if you knew what matter of woman this was, if you were a prophet, you would not let her touch you. And so this woman begins to just wet his feet with her tears. And then she broke this spikenard perfume and poured it over his feet. And then she began to dry his feet with her hair. And what an act of, of incredible love for the Lord. And the Lord looked at Simon later and said, When I came to your house, you did not wash my feet. You did not give me a greeting or a kiss of greeting. And this woman has washed her feet with my tears, wiped them with her hair, and have kissed my feet. Wow, what a story. That was the day the village woman found Jesus incredible and then there's a story of peter i love the story of peter because peter spent three years with jesus he was in the ministry he saw jesus do amazing incredible things to me this story talks about someone failing in the ministry and really crashing and burning so peter just tells jesus i'll die for you lord i will not dis disown you and jesus looked at him and said peter before the cock crows three times, you will deny me. And then in Luke chapter 22, verses 54 through 62, you can go back and read this, but I just love to tell stories. So Jesus is taken away. So Peter comes up to a campfire to warm his hands just to see what happens to Jesus. Three times he is confronted are you one of them, one of them that are with Jesus? And three times he denied him. In fact, on the third time he cussed and he denied I ever he ever knew Jesus. And then he looked at Jesus and when he did, it's my bad example of a rooster crowing three times. And the Bible says that 
Peter went out and wept bitterly. Then in Mark 16, 7, when Jesus is risen from the dead, he says, go tell the disciples and Peter. So he made sure that he found Peter and restored him and brought him back. And, uh, well, what a day that was for Peter. What a dark day. And maybe you've fallen away from God. You were once in the ministry, but you fell into sin and you lost everything. Good Look, your calling is not done. You know, come back to Jesus. Let him heal you up. And then there was, of course, I love the story of Mary Magdalene. You can look, at, look it up in Luke 8, verse 2. Jesus cast seven devils out of her. Then he restored her, healed her, and she came to believe in him. Then when he rose from the dead, she was the first person that he appeared to physically showing her that he was alive. Incredible. Then I love this story, too, about the thief on the cross. This is an incredible story found in Luke 23, verses 42 to 43. So we have a thief on the cross. They're dying between Jesus is in the middle. They deserve to die for their crime. And the thief looks at Jesus and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. Wow, what a story. Can you imagine Jesus is dying? And he, the thief looks at him for salvation and Jesus accepts him. And he gets to go to paradise when he dies that day. He gets to go to heaven. Wow, what a story. And then there's two more stories. I just love telling stories. One is of the prodigal son, Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. This is an incredible story because uh, this there was a man that had two sons. And the younger son said to his father, I want you to give me my inheritance. I want my inheritance now. And the older son stayed, and the younger son took his inheritance and went off to a faraway land, and he just spent all of his money on sinful living, and he wasted his entire inheritance. And then one day, he was in the pig pen feeding the pigs, and he was eating some of the pig food, and he said, I think I'm going to go back to my father and see if he will accept me. And you know, his dad missed him, right? And when he was really missing him. And then when he was on the way home, his dad saw him from afar off and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. He put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger, and brought him back into the family. And fathers that day never ran because they considered it was undignified. This is how the Heavenly Father feels when he has someone that used to know him and that fell away. When they come back, he is so happy to see you again. You know, I mean, I mean the, the Heavenly Father looks and is waiting for people to come back. Then for my final story, I love this. It's called The Lost Sheep in Matthew 18, verses 12 through 16. Now, what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety and nine on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your heavenly Father is not willing 
that any one of these little ones should perish. Wow, what a story. If you're lost, Jesus knows right where you are. He always knew where you are. And I want you to know that he loves you. And you know what? Jesus is waiting for you to come to him today because he wants to forgive you. First John 1 9, if you confess your sin, he is faithful. He is just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Then Hebrews 8 12 and Isaiah 45 says that when God forgives you, he not only forgives you, but he uh, remembers your sin no more. And the Lord is just waiting for you to come back because Psalm 103 verse 12 says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. The Lord, when you come back to him today and you ask for forgiveness of sins and you rededicate or give your life to him, he removes your sin from you. He takes it off you and then he doesn't remember it no more. You know what you don't realize? You don't realize the weight and the burden you've been carrying by being lost and falling away from God. There is a heavy weight that comes with that. But when you come back to Jesus, he takes that weight off you. He forgives you and he cleanses you from your sin. It's great. Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. Hey, the Lord is knocking at your heart's door today. He is calling your name. He loves you, and he's calling you to come back. Growing up, there was a song we used to sing, Softly and Tenderly, Jesus is Calling, Calling for You and for Me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and me. Come home, come home. Ye who are weary, come home. Earnestly, tenderly, Jesus is calling, calling, O sinner, come home. Romans 9.10 says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Are you ready to pray with me this morning? Are you ready to give your heart or to rededicate your life to Jesus? If you are, pray this prayer. Say, Dear Jesus, I come to you today. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for me, and I believe you rose from the dead. And today I confess you as my Lord. I ask you to come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, be my Savior, and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I pray for those that have just prayed this prayer. Lord, I pray that you would fill them with the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would guard them, protect them, cover them under the shadow of your wing. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, things you need to do if you have come back to the Lord. Start reading your Bible and praying. Talking to God is simply prayer. And then start reading in the book of John and begin to maybe get a version of the Bible that you can understand better and begin to read about the ministry and the life of Christ. I would recommend that you would go through your own healing ministry with spiritual care. We do in-person or virtual sessions. Our phone number is 269-929-2901. Give them a call. Tell them you've just listened to the podcast and you've received Christ and you want to go through some virtual sessions with us. Find a good church to attend and become a part of. Find a small group 
or a Bible study that you can get in where you can learn and grow with God and be in fellowship with other believers. Listen to my different podcasts because I've done uh, messages on several subjects. I would um, recommend you listen to The Heart of Healing and um, the New Pathways podcast. Be patient. You know, even though God has forgiven you, you're going to make mistakes along the way. And if you do, ask God for forgiveness and go on. Ask the Lord to forgive you because you don't lose everything. In the same way, I want to prepare you. Sometimes you're going to still meet Christians who are hypocrites, and sometimes they will not treat you right. But don't let that stop you from following God. Also, number six, there are still battles ahead, but God is with you. Just because you accept Christ doesn't mean that it exempts you from battles, spiritual battles, or from trials. But remember, Jesus is with you. Call upon his name. He'll help you. And lastly, I want you to remember, you are never alone. There's nowhere you can go that Christ isn't with you, and he knows what you're going through. Now, never, never, never give up. If you make a mistake, ask for forgiveness. Keep going with Jesus. Take, stay connected to the podcast channel. If you don't know what kind of uh, church you need to be attending or maybe a good version of the Bible to read, give Spiritual Care a call. We would ask they love to help you. So congratulations and welcome to the family of God. God loves you. May you be filled with his peace and may the presence of the Lord be with you. Let me pray for you a minute. Heavenly Father, I pray for your presence. I pray for your peace, and I pray for your healing over everyone who is listening today. I thank you that you've called the lost sheep home, but I also thank you for those that maybe didn't pray the prayer yet, but they're thinking about it. Lord, your word says today is the day of salvation, and I pray that they would not wait to accept you into their hearts. Lord, we give you the praise because you are good, In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, and have a great day. And remember, you're not really lost. The Lord knows exactly where you are.